Hello and welcome to the show. This is Today in Space, and today we're going to talk about the March for Science. And to do that, I have Sarah on the show once again. Thank you for joining me. Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, so this is the second March for Science we've been to. Yeah. Um, a little bit different than last year, um, but it was good. You know, last year, I, I want to do a quick recap for those that maybe didn't watch that episode. It's episode 122. It's actually our uh, pilot episode for YouTube. So this is actually almost a year after we started the YouTube channel. So it's pretty cool. Woo-hoo, congratulations. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Uh, so last year was, a, it was very political last year with 2016 mm. and, or 2017, 2016 election. We're all aware. We're all aware what happened. So um, there was a lot of, I think, people worried that science funding was going to get taken away. And we've seen certain a bit of that, you know, we've seen regulations cut and things like that. But that wasn't really fun last year. That w- it wasn't like, I don't know, you tell me, but it didn't really feel like we did much last year. <laughs> that was kind of my take last year. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like our takeaway last year was a, um, a large grouping of nerds who didn't have, um, any sort of clear message. Yeah. And, um, they were all freaking out a little bit, maybe. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Um, and even I had a little bit of a freak out last year too. It was just mm. more just like of frustration, you know, yeah. it was just like, man, like this is, it just, it felt like completely all over the place. Like everyone was just kind of going in whatever direction they wanted to, uh, in support. Um, so we didn't really have a clear message. Um, so this year, what I wanted to do differently was to get out there and figure out why people were there. Yeah. You know, you know, f- go talk to the people. What do you do? What are you passionate about? And and start from there. And I I, I was very happy we did that because it's so easy to get caught up in, you know, the craziness of, of what the situation seems like. You know, we've got this year, if there was a year on record that could be like, oh, wow, there was a lot of climate change. Yeah. I would say this year is pretty good. It's if pretty you're going to use one year. Yeah. <laughs> pretty cold. It's middle of April and there's snow outside right now. So, right. um, then all the other natural disasters we had. Um, so we need to get people, if we're going to get science as part of the conversation, we needed to talk to people, figure out why they're in science. Why have they gone to the trouble of going out to a cold, windy day in Boston, right by the water, <laughs> yeah. um, to be there. Mm-hmm. So let's, uh, let's talk about a little bit what we saw there this year. So, sure. um, what, what was the important thing that you saw? Um, that was really important mm. about this year. Well, the thing that I noticed this year, perhaps more than last year, I can't say it stood out to me last year, was um, how there were so many different kinds of people there. It was a really a multi-generational effort. I mm. say that word well. Multi-generational. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there were, there were kids. There mm. were, you know, millennials. There were, you know... Adults. <laughs> Adult. Everyone older than millennials. Um, yeah, but no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was a wide variety of people um, who all have kind of had their own clear messages more so this year than last year, I think. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I love that multi-generational bit. Like, and it was interesting, too, because the amount of people, even though we went late last year or by mm. the time we got there, it was late. Um, there was definitely less people there. But, yeah, but everyone that was there seemed to be there for a reason. Like it wasn't mm-hmm. just like, Oh, we just came to the, the March for check science. Yeah. yeah. We I were feel walking like that's by. what everyone said last year. We just exactly. came to check it out. Yeah. Um, see what's going on. 
But so this year, and I, I feel like we were frustrated by the randos last year. There were so many yeah. like weird groupings of people last year. Mm-hmm. Um, there were definitely different people with different perspectives on what they thought was important there this year. Right. But less randos, if you will. There was no... Um, I didn't see a communist flag this year. No. No. Not a single one. No. Thank goodness. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I feel like... Like I said, there were more clear messages mm-hmm. forming, which was nice. Yeah, it was really nice. Uh, one of the uh, one of my favorites there was Alex, uh, the young kid who was there in, uh, and he had his computer car. Oh my gosh! That yeah, we'll we'll put a picture up right now. Like it was it was awesome. He was adorable. Even his <laughs> even his helmet that he was wearing was made out of parts from a computer. So it was incredible. Um, yeah, so that was cool. That so we had young generation we talked to people from different generations not even our own and we had good conversations with people people who were intelligent thank thank god (laughs) but like who 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 put thought into what they were saying and Mm -hmm. put thought into their logic of why we have to do these things um and that was refreshing that was so nice because last year i couldn't get anyone to talk and this year we got two pairs of people that spoke eloquently and 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 gave us a lot to go off of why they were there, and what's so important. So uh, the first clip I want to play is from Dan and Doug. So thank you, Dan and Doug, for coming on the show and uh, doing that interview with me. I know it was freezing out there. Um, But the big thing that we asked them was, what got you into science? Because that's almost like the, the pivotal point. Like that's every kid growing up who's been in science has had that moment, whether it was a paper they, you know, came across or it was a TV show that they came Mm. across, whatever it was, something got them into it. Um, So let's hear what they have to say. Yeah. All right, we are here at the March for Science uh, here with Today in Space, and I have Dan and Doug with me today, um, and we're going to talk about what got you guys into science. Uh, What what was your favorite uh, science topic that really got you into it? Watching Mr. Wizard. Mr. Wizard. Okay. Yeah. Talk more about it. Well, so it was a show. It was Nickelodeon, right? I think so. Yeah, sir. Late seventies, early eighties, educational program, kind of in an era when it was encouraged to get kids curious. Um, so the interest goes back far. Yeah, started early. Started at an early age, and, and kind of kept it going from there. Cool. So, uh, what, did they talk about every kind of science? Was it kind of a, a mesh pod of topics of like what was available at the time? It, it was a hodgepodge, uh, you know, not around any particular topic, but more about, you know, how does one explore a question? Yeah, the value of inquiry and the value of experimentation and um, getting us used to the idea that not every experiment works. <laughs> and that is, that's a really good one. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, you know, physics and anatomy and. You know, but making it every day Practical too, like, application. you know, swing sets and um, setting off chain reactions with the mouse traps, and um, you can't, you know, you can't crush an egg with your bare hand. You know, why is that? The app distribution of the force, all of that stuff. It was really cool. Do you think that's missing today? Do you think there's a there's a practical aspect of science that's not there like it used to be? There's not a public appreciation. I mean, uh, you'll see signs supporting. Uh, you know, Bill Nye, even Bill Nye, you know, is a public figure figure now, but hasn't been on television in the same capacity of educating kids since 90-something. Um, I think the public interest in science has dwindled uh, from an entertainment standpoint, and 
that's a big driver of why people do what they do, right? So if it's not being reinforced in that medium, where is it being reinforced? And I agree with you completely. There's way more competition in the media space now too. So it used to be, hey, look, there's a science show, and now it's, you know, competing with, um, yeah, really creepy, <laughs> creepy, you know, constituencies that are interested in convincing us of something else. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm with you there. I was just thinking of the creepy shows that come on a little later. And oh then, well, there's yeah. that too. Oh, well, yeah. I mean. Different demo, different demo. Definitely different demo. So I think maybe that's it. Maybe we've got to find the right demo. Yeah. And, and the, the practical aspect, I think that's you. you were Making it relatable, yes. right? I mean, that's, that's, um, that's you know, increasingly difficult, um, especially, I, I don't know, with, the, with the, co- the rest of the competition that's out there, there's so much going on that you need to work even harder to get it, uh, to, get it to be something people are interested in. That's awesome, kind of guys. why we're here. Yes, and uh, I appreciate you guys being here. Sure thing. Really do. Um, last thing, favorite scientist? Well, Steven Pinker. He's not like high visibility, but linguistic, he psychology, yeah. yeah, he's my guy. Awesome. I'll give it to Hawking. Hawking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know. Yeah. Keep him close. <laughs> Keep him close. Cool. Thank you, guys. I really Great. appreciate it. So, uh, there was so much to unpack from that. I know. Um, like, they, they were, there was so much fun to talk to. I loved, uh, you know, that it came back to TV show, Mr. Wizard. Like, I know for me, it was Bill Nye. I remember um, being sick and staying home from, like, elementary school or something and being with my grandma and watching Bill Nye um, and just, like, periodic table and stuff. Like, just, those are the things I remember from back then. Like, it made it cool. It made it interesting. And... There were things you could do. I love the um, the applicableness. Like what? Even that's not a word. Um, <laughs> but like applying it. Applicability. Like, applicability. Yeah. Like like practical use. What does science do for me today? For this? For now? You know? Like that stuff. Those are questions we need to answer for people. I, but what did you take out of it? No, I, I think um, they both made incredible points. I really mm-hmm. liked one of the points uh, Doug was talking about, how his Mr. Wizard show, um, which I had never even heard of, incredible. Yeah. Um, he taught, they taught people to um, to explore a question. I think that's mm-hmm. such an incredible phrase that he used. And um, it's something that I feel is, you know, missing from from society a lot is how mm-hmm. do we take a problem? How do we take, um, how do we take a situation and, and form a question and, right. and then test that question? How do we build facts around a hypothesis? All of right. those things. Um, you know, I think there's an incredible skill to teach children, you know, and yeah. he was talking about how, you know, that's not necessarily the case today with, you know, making science cool and, mm-hmm. and, you know, I think it's a real shame because it gives us so many skills in other areas of, of thinking and yeah. of problem solving and all those things. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, science is all around us and it, it's not just one, you know, it's not just in the chem lab. It's not right. just, um, you know, the periodic table. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not, it's um, not just an app. That's no, being made. Yeah. no, it's all around us. It's yep. a, it's a way to think. It's a way to problem solve. It's a way to process the world 
you know? Yeah. The, the, those things, the biology, the, the medicine we get out of the space travel, those are products of the scientific mindset. You can't get to those things without constantly thinking every day like that and every moment where you're trying to solve a problem. And I think that's, that's, that goes over so many people's heads. Like that's not even the way it's described to them mm. at all, you know? And some of the greats like Einstein described it as a, as a mindset, you know, it's, it's all the greats did, you know? Um, well, we were listening to some stuff on Steven Pinker. Same thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I was going to say that I think the scientists that the, they chose were really cool. Um, mm. You know, I um, come from sort of the psychology realm, um, the the behaviorism realm. Um, mm-hmm. And so I I actually hadn't heard of Steven Pinker, and I, and I wanted to learn more about him. And um, first of all, he seems really cool. He's got... Yeah. Um, a book out that seems to be really popular. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Enlightenment Now. Enlightenment Now. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was talking about some of the things um, about problem solving, um, problem solving mindset, and how we can solve the world's problems using you know scientific reasoning mm-hmm. and um, you know concern for human welfare. And um, you know it, it's it's a um, it's a great message for today. You know mm-hmm. he's talking about positivity yeah. and how. Um, <laughs> We need. <laughs> <laughs> we all need to be more positive, you know. Yeah. You know, I personally try to pick that battle every day, but mm-hmm. but you know, he was talking about how how so many things are getting better in our society, but mm-hmm. we don't feel those successes. You know, we feel all of the the failures and all of the scary things. And he was talking about the negativity bias mm. in um, in, in psychology, how you feel all of the bad things more than you feel the good things. You know that there's the, uh, a loss affects you much, much more than a win mm-hmm. and, you know, criticism affects you much more than praise, um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and talking about how the news is so, um, you know, can, can be seen, um, as negative, mm-hmm. you know, every, every party, every, everybody, you know, every it, side, yeah. anyone involved in the game. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about, you know turning that picture around in a lot of ways and using scientific reasoning mm-hmm. to, to work towards solving the problems. You right. know, we can talk about the problems till our faces turn blue, but mm-hmm. you know, solving the problems is really what we're trained to do as scientists. Yeah. And, and uh, think of like someone we talk about a lot on this show, Elon Musk, like it's, it's about progressing to the next step. It's about using that mindset. He never goes out there thinking that it's impossible to do something. He goes out there thinking it's possible and then tries to figure out how to make it work. I mean, that it, it is about how you approach it. And, and, and a mindset can do so much for all of us. I mean, if we really focus on how we approach problems and like, what is our ultimate goal? Like figuring out what you, what your thought process is, what it is, and picking up little things like scientific mindset. That, that can bring you so far. I mean, think about all the things it's done for us. Um, one of the, uh, Dolly, who's in our next segment here, hmm. um, our next interview, uh, her sign said, got polio. And it was like, <laughs> well, no, because thanks to science. It's right. like, and it's not, and I think people get caught up in the thing. It's like, we're going to go out there f- solving this problem. But science doesn't always work like that. Like, um, yeah. you go out there figuring out 
something like so one of the examples i think it was dan and doug we were talking to them about microwaves like the first demonstration of microwaves it might have even been anthony i don't know i think i think it was, was it anthony, anthony? Mm-hmm. He's talking about the demonstration of, of the microwave and how it's like how do you demonstrate a microwave it's invisible so the thing they did to demonstrate it was to pop popcorn yeah. but the people who were investing in it saw a need and like oh we could make food with this and it's like it's like it goes from it can even start just like the space program it, it can start as something that's um, the the product of the science is something that is used for war and something that's used for death and mass destruction, and then it becomes through that process that mind that mindset you figure out how to solve another problem with it. So that same thing that was used to destroy can help us explore the universe and figure out where the he- where we all came from and all that stuff. That is what's most important. It's not the necessarily the thing that comes out of it, but it's that process that you can then f- figure out so many other problems. Hmm. For sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. Cool. Let's head on to uh, Anthony and Dolly, another great uh, set of folks. Thank you guys so much for um, interview, letting me interview you guys, letting you ask some questions. Um, the big thing we asked them was, why is science so important? Um, just we'll leave it at that. Let's start it. We're here again with Anthony and Dolly, and we're going to talk about kind of why we're all here and, and, and why are you here? What is, why is science so important? other than the obvious stuff of the earth could end tomorrow and we, we need to defend our country. Yeah. What, what, what else? Um, well, I'm trained as a historian mm-hmm. and in the long view, our economy, our society is sort of based on science working for us. And in the US, the economy, our economy depends on innovation. And if we let that go, um, we're not going to feel it tomorrow. We're not going to feel it next week, but we are going to feel it in 10 years. And, and that's... It, it, the, the other piece of it is, uh, you know, I, I sort of seriously worry about a government that, you know, fires scientists for doing research. Like, we need basic research, and people need to be comfortable with the fact that whatever they discover um, is sort of accepted as kind of an objective uh, truth, that there's things that you can prove, there are things that you can't prove. Um, but, if we don't, but if we don't do the research at all, we're in a lot of trouble. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. I think... I think and I was, we were talking about this a little bit before, and, and the example with the space, uh, oh, someone said something they didn't like, uh, with the space program, we're, we're going to have about a six or so year gap because we stopped funding um, on interplanetary science. And I, I think stopping it doesn't make any sense. And I think if the reason they're doing this is because they don't want to be challenged, then then there's a they don't understand science then because they're constantly being challenged. Um, and I, I think the general public does not understand the economic uh, driver that... that has uh, been a huge part of this country from a scientific perspective. From very early uh, military research to the invention of computers uh, to biosciences, we have we have thrived as a country by staying ahead of the rest of the world. And I think I'd mentioned earlier that even even from a manufacturing perspective, most of, we talk about bringing back manufacturing, but most of the manufacturing that is in this country is is related to science and technology. It is the high end, whether it's aerospace or, or electronics, well, a lot of that has gone offshore, but I mean, uh, mostly the, the high end work gets done here. I mean, you even look at Tesla, for example, who's manufacturing their batteries here. That will eventually go offshore. Um, but your basic, you know, your brooms and your basic uh, commodities go offshore. So if we want, whether it's at the high end of the economy, or at the low end of the economy, we need to continue to innovate. And you do that in large part, at least in today's time, through science. I, I love that. And, uh, you know, I, I used to work in uh, Connecticut for a plastics company, um, and they were facing the same issues where it, right. it, manufacturing had gone for so long, and the issue they came up with was 
that their their leaders, their mm-hmm. their experts, were about to retire. So they were about to lose entire generations worth of knowledge. Um, but they, they got smart about it. They joined together as companies, went to the town, did the politics from the, gr- the roots level, mm-hmm. and are now teaching kids and, and getting a whole new generation in, in, in yeah. manufacturing. I think that's, if, if the government can't do it, then we have to do it. I think that's right. ultimately what it comes down to. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. And then I guess, uh, you know, the, you touched on this a little bit, but the, the uh, fact, you know, decision making, uh, we are we are making decision making based on our political goals versus based on the data, and that's not gonna that's not gonna end well. We no. we know that's not gonna end well. <laughs> so well, that I is mean, a major problem. And one of the important things about when you educate kids in the scientific method, right? It teaches them to think logically. It teaches them to think about like future planning and all of these things that are useful in a lot more than sort of basic science. But like if we have a, si- a society that can think logically and kind of plan ahead, that's that's all to our advantage. Yeah. And, and I reg- love that. Regardless of what discipline you're in, I mean, whether you're in the sciences or you end up in finance or the arts, having that ability to reason and rationalize is, is critical. Thank you guys, that, that's beautiful. I think scientific mindset's gonna save us. I don't think uh, political mindset's gonna save us. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, not right now. No, <laughs> not right now, on either side, really. Awesome, cool, thank all you guys. Right. So again, just great talking to people who put thought into what they're saying. Um, thank you, Anthony and Dolly, for uh, being a part of that. Um, and I loved what Dolly ended with about just we were just talking about it, just the scientific mindset. Just she tied it up, I think, better than I could have done. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you take away? Well, I mean, you know, she started off talking about the economy, and and mm. she and Anthony were both talking about how. You know, our economy in the United States is driven by our ability to innovate. Mm-hmm. And we innovate through the scientific method. Yep. Yep. So science really does draw, you know, it, it, it creates our, our economy, you mm-hmm. know. You know, Anthony was talking about high-end manufacturing in our country. And, and you know, I don't, I don't have the stats in front of me about... Right what our export our number one exports are but mm-hmm. to me you know it makes sense that our high-end manufacturing that you know computers and mm-hmm. and all of those things is kind of where our strengths are yeah. as a country you know so we need to continue to value that mm-hmm. you know way of thinking that um you know innovation yeah in our country you know that's that's how we are who we are, mm-hmm. you know, it's where, it's where we've gotten to it. all the things that we're experiencing, that we have the, the amazing position to experience is because of those innovations that we've had in the past, those trickle through. And now we have the amazing things we have today, especially in medicine, especially around in Boston, the, the, the medical side of things here is so advanced mm. and at the head of everything. And it's, it's goes back to a little bit what Anthony was saying. It's, and it's not just about being involved in the things we're good at now. It's also about, being adaptive and, and being good at other things we're not good at and, and leading like the U S is built on the fact that it leads, mm. you know, that's where we're at our, our best, identity. our yeah. identity. That's, yeah. and it's not so to, to sit there and say that we are the best, but it's, we need to strive to be the best, right? You know, it's like sitting there and saying, Oh, we're number one for no reason. Yeah, of course I get that. That's stupid. But, <laughs> um, to, to say that and, and it's, it's, one of the things I'm so happy about now in, in, in the age we live in now, mm. where we're finally taking the next steps to lead in space again. Mm. Um, that's great for us. There are certain areas where we're not doing that. Like, I think it was a big mistake 
um, for President Trump to get rid of the environmental stuff without replacing it with something. But, okay, so whatever you want to say about what you think about the original agreement, what are we doing? And that's that's the whole thing. It could be any politician. It could be any leader. Can't, we can't just stop and then just walk away from it. We have to lead in this stuff. That is our our what we need to do as the United States of America. And I think the way that we, you know, can lead best is through research. Mm-hmm. You know, Dolly was talking about the importance of of basic research, but I think all research is important. You know, mm-hmm. and. And, you know, yes, we were hearing loud and clear that people wanted, you know, funding for research, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, yesterday. They were talking about how important, you know, research funding is. And, you know, research in general is is how we better ourselves, you know, as scientists and as people. Mm -hmm. You know, every time you try something and it doesn't work, like that's that's research, you know. And and let's talk about the the basic core of that. Um, What are you doing when you're doing research? You're... You're either exploring something new, you're trying to redefine something that's already defined, or you're trying to catch yourself. Like you're trying to say, is this wrong? You know, and like, and literally counter your own thoughts. And, and, that, and, and well, that's scientific right. method, scientific thinking and mm-hmm. problem solving. And, you and so know. I think that's what people, I think most people see research as the thing that the news stations quote yes. for the, you know, oh. the thing. And it's like, research it's does more than that, you know, R- research proves I'm like, Oh, I, <laughs> I hate when people say that. I literally cringe every time because yeah. research doesn't prove, prove anything. Things. That word drove me crazy oh, in college. Oh my goodness. Yeah. You know, it's misrepresenting who we are as scientists. Mm-hmm. We find, you know, are, are finding support a hypothesis. Right. Um, you know, they support a line of thought, mm-hmm. a line of reasoning, mm-hmm. um, or they, you know, help to refute a line of thought right. or a line of reasoning, but they don't prove or disprove something. No. Um, and I, I always think that when people are sound so rigid about it, oh, yeah. it's like, it's like, you don't understand the, I think you've, you have a misunderstanding of what it is. It's this giant mesh of ideas that have been tested and tested and tested, but it changes, it morphs, it, you know, like, the thing that's been on my mind recently is um, the idea of gravity and how we understand it and how every time we've tweaked our understanding of it and figured it out more, it's changed. Think about Isaac Newton. Before that, we didn't even think anything about gravity. Mm. Um, Then Isaac Newton figured out, oh, like, there is something that's pushing down, but then he couldn't find the full equation for it, and Einstein picked it up and ran with it. Um... And that's, every time we made that little adjustment, we had major shifts in how we understood the world. Right. And so that's the thing. It's like gravity is the truth we're looking for. And the science we do and the way we think about it is the better we understand that truth. But we're ne- we'll never get there 100%. No. And we may get like a like a, a filter on what we think gravity is. And mm. then like when we had it with Isaac Newton, it was one color. And then when we switched it to... One color and understanding. Switch it to Einstein, totally different color, totally different understanding of what it is. Um, but I don't think people look at it as a as a stepping stone. I think they look at it as, that's it. This is truth. Yep. One, zero, zero, one, one, zero. <laughs> yeah. That is it. Zero, one, zero, zero. Anyway, sorry. Um, <laughs> a little bit too much Futurama lately. Um, <laughs> so, um, I, 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 love, I loved all that. No, I, the only thing I wanted to say was they were talking about, um, data based decision making. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that is just, 
I mean, that, that's what I do for a living, right? Yeah. I am an applied scientist. You mm-hmm. know, I take the theory and the, and the basic research and then I apply it to real life scenarios. You mm-hmm. know, in my case, it's children, you know, with developmental disabilities mm-hmm. and challenging behaviors. But, you know, I, I'm taking, I'm making database decisions all the time. And, and that's how I function as a human outside of right. life too, yeah. outside of work, you know, mm-hmm. um, and I, I just like how they were talking about no matter what field that you're in, no matter what, you know, he was talking about the arts and he was talking about manufacturing and, and all of these things um, that you wouldn't necessarily think to yourself, ah, science, you right. know, but it, it, it goes through throughout any, um, any field, any. Yeah. Uh, think about, I think about the progress I've made with this show. It's all been scientific. It's all been all right, put a little probe out there, see what works. Oh, it caught on. All right, let's keep talking. This is the subject we need to talk about. Even how I'm approaching just different things about my business. It, it is a scientific process. It is about figuring out what the the next best thing is to do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it extends to everything. And if we can, like they were saying, like they mentioned, loved it. <laughs> just have that mindset and everything else. And if politically, if we can do that. Right. Oh, that would be something. We, we have a lot to work towards to get there, but... Uh, For sure. Yeah. Speaking of politics. Yeah. Um, also, uh, someone who was speaking was uh, Mark Pacheco. Um, and he's, he's a senator from Massachusetts. And uh, let's, let's do a little bit of a clip of him speaking uh, so we can hear more about what he had to talk about. Uh, obviously referring to climate change. Monies that could have gone to education... Could have gone to health care, could have gone to public safety, could have gone to our transportation system. But no, where is it going? It's going to take care of the events that are left behind from extreme weather events. I am here to say today. We cannot plug our ears. We can't bury our heads in the sand and wish the problem away. The time has come for our state, our country, our civilization to respond to those shouts, to respond to the science and act now with urgency. So, uh, nice clip. Of yeah. Senator speaking some some good things, I think that are they're good to see from a politician from this side. It wasn't he was talking about f- observable facts, right. you know that yes, the the money, our tax money, is going to defending these different things. And if, right. if if you can just focus on on one thing at a time like that, I think you can approach this a lot better. Mm. Um, what are your thoughts on it? Well, he was talking about the uh, Massachusetts Clean Energy Bill, mm-hmm. um, you know, and he was talking about. We, we didn't get the whole, um, the whole speech, but, um, he was talking about how, um, it plans to, you know, target climate change and other, you know, uh, other important, um, parts that the scientific community is kind of concerned about in, in those areas. Mm-hmm. Um, he was talking about, um, you know, pipelines. We saw loud and clear that people were concerned about pipelines, mm-hmm. new pipelines. Um, that was something that we, we heard a lot about. Um, solar energy, you know, talked about a lot. Lots of people are talking about solar energy. Um, you know, making it more affordable Mm -hmm. for, um, you know, and and this bill, um, 
Target's making it more affordable for, um, you know, individuals, houses and businesses. Yeah. Um, they were also talking about, you know, utilizing more, um, renewable energy Mm -hmm. sources. Um, you know, and and that was another thing that people really wanted to talk about. You know, I, I saw so many, you know, clean energy signs. Um, Somebody was, had one, you know, what was it like? Because it was a super windy day, you know, there were lots of signs about... Oh, uh, something about, like, this This sign is solar... Oh, uh, is wind-powered or something, oh, something like that. Like yeah, that yeah, 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 yeah. It was really funny. <laughs> and there were some good signs. Uh, really good signs. My favorite was uh, Half Lives Matter. <laughs> that, was, that was one that was of the excellent. favorites. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, but, uh, no, I, I thought the... I think what they're doing is a good idea. I want to I read more about it. I want to mm. see how, you know... Because that's the next thing I think... Um, with a lot of these bills is if, if we think about things scientifically or even just logically, right. Um, like how is this going to be done? Right. Is this reasonable to expect this to, you know, however it lays it out in the bill for it to happen, will it work? Right. Um, if we can think about it that way so that way we don't just put a bill together that's feels good, right. but doesn't do anything. Right. Then we're not doing any good. So, um, I'm definitely interested to check this out cause there was, there was I liked the message behind it, so mm-hmm. my hope is that they've got the the science behind it. And the crowd really seemed to be into yeah. it as well, especially the transportation part. They really <laughs> <laughs> that was super funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so let's talk about some other talking points here. Um, some of the things. So we mentioned obviously pipelines, solar, um, funding. Obviously, I mean, you know, if I wouldn't be wearing the shirt. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's NASA is a big part of this, um, and funding has always been something we talk about all the time about just bureaucracy and how things can just become a football and be thrown around for different people in politics, politicians to use it as leverage, which is not, again, don't think about it politically. Think about it logically. What is this doing? Right. Um, I know politics can be fun, but uh, so funding, I, I like what the space program has done. Private industry has now given the public industry a little bit more value. So NASA has given NASA a little bit more value because the private sector is thriving. Um, it also gives us in the space mindset about keeping humans in space and and going interplanetary. We have two human-rated spacecraft now that are being worked on in the private sector, as well as the Orion capsule with the public sector. So it's like, okay, we now have multiple options for this. That kind of mentality can be used in any scientific endeavor, whether it's medical, you know, let the private industry develop. Um, the, the public sector goes in, absorbs the risk up front, does the, the real upfront work to make it work. And then the private sector helps grow it past that point. You know, um, I think those are all great things for how we can get these things to work. And it involved, uh, the private sector to make funding seem more valuable. It could work. We'd have to look at the numbers, but <laughs> Seems logical to me. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, what else do we have here? A lot of talk about... What did I write here? I can't even read my own writing. Good Lord. Uh, <laughs> let's see here. Oh, emphasis on innovation, which I love. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it goes back to the whole thing. Um, with the mentality of trying to innovate, we're trying to make things better. Um you're going to find those things. And same thing with the scientific method. If you're looking for a way to solve something, you're looking for, you will probably find it. It's more likely you will. Um, without that mindset, if you're just kind of like, everything sucks, you know, oh, woe is us, the world is ending. 
you're probably not going to find a way <laughs> to save the world. So, mm. um, what were your was big take takeaway for you? Um, given everything that we saw, the, the cold weather we went to endure. Yeah, um, I really, overall, I actually enjoyed this year's March a bunch more than I enjoyed last year's. Mm-hmm. I felt like, you know, although it was a smaller crowd, uh, people had really had strong messages that they wanted to share mm-hmm. and they had real reasons they were there. You know, they believe in science and mm-hmm. they wanted to, you know, share the word and, um, you know, encourage the world to think scientifically and, right. and to, um, you know, to stand up for, for what they believe. I, yep. I enjoyed the experience even though it was frigid cold <laughs> and, um, yeah, trying my hand at videography. You did a um, great job. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Did a great you. job. But, um, I appreciate the help. <laughs> but yeah, I, I really felt like people had, um, more that they wanted to say this yeah. year. Yeah. I, and going off that, my my big takeaway was all, all very very similar. Mm. Less people, but there were more people there at this year. If there was a percentage of people that were there with a message and a clear coherent, gusto. yeah, gusto, <laughs> a little bit of passion, yeah, it was this year. Mm-hmm. So we, it's kind of like, uh, you know, after the fair weather fans go home, these are all the real fans, you know. Um, so it was good. It was a great day. It was great to actually get people to talk and, 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 and share their ideas. I love that. And I am looking forward to do more of that. Um, Sarah, thank you for coming on once yeah. again. Um, another, of course, uh, another March for science for today in space in the books. Um, that pretty much ends it for this week. Thank you guys for listening and for watching. Um, you can check us out at todayinspace.net. Um, we've got our YouTube page. We've got our Twitter at Today in Space Pod. Uh, we've also got our Facebook page, Today in Space Podcast. Check us out on all those places. Um, you'll be updated on all the things we're posting. Um, don't forget to check out our merchandise. We've got our T-shirts. Um, they are at todayinspace.threadless.com. They're $18 each, and you can pick up um, either our Pluto the Misunderstood, uh, Mars Now with the Tesla Roadster, uh, and Starman, or just our Spread Love, Spread Science I was wearing today uh, in today's episode when we were interviewing. Um, actually a lot better to do t-shirts than uh posters this year i like that that was good um so that's about it uh don't forget to you can get your free download uh your first free book from audible as well as a free trial um with our uh if you go to our our link uh audibletrial.com slash today in space you can get a free book um i think enlightenment now is up there so you can you can check that out with steven pinker um that'll be a recommendation today um and you can get that once again, audibletrial.todayinspace. Uh, sorry, audibletrial.com slash todayinspace. Man, blanking on that. That's uh, a lot more different without it in front of me. Um, just trying to grab it from my brain. Okay, guys, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Thank you again, Sarah, for coming on. Don't forget to spread love and spread science. We'll check you in for the next episode coming soon. Thanks, guys. Bye.